step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Conversation. 
Yeah. Dwayne Potato Chips put it on his Facebook page, and it went out to 500 people with open comments. You call that a private conversation? You're crazy if you think that. It's not private at all. I'm What's getting a weird feedback deal. What's going on with that? Somebody's got you on speakerphone, dude. Uh, I'm gonna. I think it's the one 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 call. I'm gonna put it on hold. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's not two one four. Oh, it's still there. No, let's. It's let's somebody's back. Somebody. You need to start pinpointing these idiots. people. Let's call hey. them out on the internet. Turn off <laughs> your speakers if you're gonna call into the show. Don't listen to it on the speakers at the same time. Don't be stupid, okay? You're wrecking the show. It hasn't even started yet. Hey, I just just found out that Maureen is presenting in both Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, she's really big yeah, there. Yeah, that's great. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, they're still, they're still using telephones there. I mean, I yeah. can see why she's got to move, leave this continent to be relevant, you know, which is cool. Yeah, it's very don't cool. Don't take this opportunity. Don't give Maureen a backhanded compliment on this show. I think she's terrific, okay? Now, she let's is go to our terrific guest. at uncovering Alex? 85-year-old dudes who are surprised okay, that you found quiet. them. Okay, Enough already. Alex, <laughs> Alex Moyle, you're here, the guest? Yep, I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. Okay, now you said you wanted to sing uh, Kung Fu Fighting. It's your favorite song? We'll do the beginning yep. without the words. Are you ready? Okay. Just the beginning. Yeah, go ahead. I'll count to three, yeah. and we'll start. One, two, three. Oh, 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 oh! Come on. Come on. Oh, 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 oh! Where are... Oh, 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 oh! Everybody. You stink. Every... You stink. Oh, Man, okay. I hope Everybody your kids never ask you. Fighting. Okay, I hope oh, your kids oh, never asked you to sing a song. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, Alex Moyle, A-L-E-X underscore M-O-Y-L-E on Twitter. You know, a Moyle is uh, someone who does ritual circumcisions. Is that some kind of tradition in your family? Well, uh, maybe, maybe in the past. I, uh, I, taught a, I taught tennis in camp once, which was uh, where there was, there was a Jewish camp. Yeah, okay, my, you're my not that funny. Was, I won't make any Mohel. jokes. Uh, no, 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 I was serious. That's, that's what it is. Oil either, animal. Can, can you explain to me what a virtual <laughs> circumcision is, though? Like on the Internet? No. I, I don't know it doesn't what work that, that way, dude. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay. I don't well, either. That's uh, what you elevated. said he did. ElevatedRecruiting.com is his company, and he says he delivers inspirational sales and marketing training courses for recruiters, okay? And he's got sideburns. What's with those sideburns? Is that like why you're still singing Kung Fu? They're fashionable yeah, in England? Still, they're still fashionable in England. You know, that's, that's why I still yeah, hang out here, because it's the only... Yeah. You know what? It you looks good. Cool. What's videos. the problem with an animal? I, I, nobody's got sideburns anymore over here. You well, know, you and I'm tell you. Got to leave okay. your house, dude. Leave your house. You'll see. They... <laughs> okay, oh let gosh. me just continue, okay? This guy has never had a job outside of recruiting. He went into recruiting right out of school, and I'm going to ask him, do you ever uh, miss not having any practical experience in, in the business that your customers might be in? Uh, I guess uh, not really, because I'm in the business of helping them get their people. So 
I mean, I, I, I did a degree. I did it in school. I, I studied accounting, and I uh, specialized uh-huh. in helping people get accountants. So, uh, but it's, it all of it depends on how you, how you approach it. But I, I, think I, I think I did okay. Yeah, okay. So, so you're saying right off the bat that a recruiter does not have to be a specialist in the field that he or she is recruiting in. They don't really have to know that much about it. Is that what you, your point of view is? I'm, I'm saying no. I mean, I'm saying when you start, you might not be. Uh, but I think you need to become it over time. So, so in, even though I wasn't an, uh, an accountant, qualified accountant, I, I learned to, I, I saw more finance departments than you know most what? CFOs You know what? See. Just talk faster. You know, like no mumbling, okay? I don't like the way you're talking. Hi, Jim, by the you way. Don't like Jim the way I'm Durbin, I no, I don't like the way you're talking. It's boring, okay? You're better on your video. And he's Canadian, you so that's what? a big deal. You know, he does a lot of videos, uh, sort of impromptu videos, and I, I think they're pretty good. What kind of feedback do you get on those? Do you, do, do you people like them? Do, do they watch? Yeah, them? I get. Yeah, I get. A, I get a, a, fair, a fair amount of feedback on them. My, my clients normally watch them before they meet me. So, uh, but they uh, more often than not, I end up talking to my clients about fatherhood before I talk about training and, and uh, how to help them. Uh, be well, better. I noticed. Uh, I noticed you don't enjoy being a father. You said once you have a kid, all you talk to your wife about is whose turn is it. And uh, you have no time for yourself and really no time for your business either. And you come out, you're quite blunt about it on on, uh, on video. Not only that, yeah, I mean, you did a video about you – no, know, you did a video on using sales techniques to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and you said you have to have realistic expectations and that if you really had held out for Kylie Minogue, you would never uh, – you would still be single. How does your wife feel when uh, she hears that? That's what I was wondering. You know, you're my yeah, second I mean, best. Uh, or, or yeah, well, the thing is, I, it's a bit like a, it's, it's a bit like in recruiting. You know, there's A candidates and A companies, B candidates and B companies, and the Bs go together and to each other they're an A. You know, so I'm not I'm I'm not that hot. Uh, I'm not that I'm not that I'm 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 pretty middle of the road, and my wife is middle of the road beautiful, and I'm uh, and I'm in love with her, and I, that's why we're a, a great match. So. Uh, yeah, okay. It took a while to explain yeah. it. Boy, that's, I, quite I that's quite the compliment. That's quite the compliment. Boy, that would make a that would make a good birthday card. You're middle of the road. Uh, okay, uh, I got to tell you something. If you improved your if hold on, if you improved your clothing, you would be a little uh, in a higher league. Okay, I mean you're not a bad looking person, but you wear really dull clothes in your videos. Now maybe that's for your audience, so they don't feel you're too uh, self important mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay. Now Very also, strategic. Yeah, you believe in selling, not telling. As a recruiter, one of the key skills you say of an accomplished recruiter is the ability to uncover the motivations behind objections so you can overcome them, right? Am I right yeah, about that? that's right. Okay, and, yeah, and you right. quote Dale Carnegie. You say there's only one way to get anybody to do something, and that's by making them want to do it, right? Now, Jerry says you can't yep. make anybody want to do anything, Okay. So how do you do that Jerry's when wrong. someone's got an objection? When yeah, someone's, wrong. I don't I'm care, you, you, pick, you pick the example. It can be a candidate. It can be a client. You're calling up a business development call. I want to do business with you. They say no. You come up with any, any excuse and tell us how you would handle it. Well, I mean, let's, uh, let's say, for example, someone says that they, uh, they, 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 they don't want to use recruiters. You know, and, 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 and I guess what you've got to do is, the first thing you've got to do is find out, are they, uh, do they have a need? Because if they're getting the staff that they want already through their own techniques, they don't have a need. So you're selling if you're trying to force a product on them. So you'd ask them, so it, 
how do you feel about the quality of the candidates that you're able to recruit through your own methods? Uh, what's the most difficult role you've had to, you've, you've had to fill? Uh, and, and, and what you do is you find out how they feel about their current approach to recruiting. Uh, too many recruiters just try and smash themselves through the door and say, I've got great candidates, and not enough actually find out what the client does first and why what they do maybe doesn't Jim work Durbin. as well as they want. Jim Durbin. Jim Durbin. Still <clears throat> yes, there? Want to yes. do a role play with him? Want to do a role play with him? Sure. You're the client. Sure. He's calling you up for a business. Could you, can you do a business uh, development call with Jim Durbin? I'll do a business development call with Jim Durbin. I've okay. been warned about you're... doing role play, so I know I'm going to get roasted. Okay, I'm the vice so president you're, you're of digital marketing at a software company. Yeah, so you you're the recruiter, and you want to do business with, some, this, with Jim, okay? Call him okay. up. Do I know what Jim does? What, what his company does? I'm the, vice, I'm the vice president of digital marketing at a software company. Okay, great. Okay, that's cool. So uh, I'll pick up the phone, and I'll go uh, ring, 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 ring. Hello? This is Jim. Hi, uh, is, that, is that Jim? Yeah. Hi there. It's, uh, it's Alex Moyle here from uh, Animal Recruiting. Uh, and the reason, I'm, uh, the reason I'm calling today is uh, I've got a candidate who's got uh, really advanced skills in transferring from uh, Flash to HTML5. And I know a lot of companies are, are doing that at the moment. How are you managing your transition from uh, Flash to HTML5? Uh, well, we've, we don't run into a lot of those anymore. We did that transition about six years ago. But I'm always right, interested okay. in people in HTML5 coding. Okay. And, and what would you so typically get? So the guy's, the guy's your, done uh, old school flash days. Is it a man or a woman? Uh, it's a man. It's a guy. It's called Didn't Michael. Didn't want to make animal mad about that. But so how, how good is he? Well, I mean, a lot of it depends on what you, what you, what you look for. I mean, he's got three years' experience of, of, of working on these conversions. Now, obviously, you managed this a few years ago, so you may be – a little bit ahead of the curve within HTML5, but he's, he's, he's been able to run projects himself, and, uh, and he's delivered from the, ref, from the references I've taken, he's delivered. Hey, hey, when you hey, recruit, can I just when you, interrupt you for recruit, a second? Jim, Jim, Jim. over to my Jim. HR guy and send a... Uh, yeah, no, no, wait a sec, Jim. I have to give him an objection. Jim, where, <laughs> yeah, where's the objection? That's who you're taking. I was about coming. to this guy with, I was Okay, about go ahead. It's like, that's a, and I've been nice about it, and I... Uh, you know, we always like to look at candidates. Why don't you shoot an email over to my HR guy so you can set up a contract and see if you guys can figure out terms. And if uh, it's someone we're taking a look at, I'll be happy to do so. Yeah, I'm, ha I'm happy to. Uh, I'm happy to speak to the. Uh, I'm happy to speak to the uh, HR guys. But before I do that, what skill sets do you look for in someone that's got HTML5? HTML5. But in I mean, terms of what you expect, I get calls from recruiters okay, all day long. I, Okay. I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, just chat with the HR guy. If, if the guy's good, someone will glance through it, and we'll, we'll give you a call back. Yeah, quick, quest, quick question for you, uh, Jim. How well does your HR team understand the technical disciplines within your team? Because I guess I work with these types of candidates every day, and so I can work with the HR guy around, uh, around the recruitment process. But I guess HTML5 is a generic skill set, and I'm just really keen to know how you use it and what projects you've got going on with it before I speak to the HR guy. That's not bad, animal. I mean, if I have time, I would listen to that. Okay, I I'm thought you were just going to say, project. I don't use recruiters. Can we, should we do another one where you just say, I don't use recruiters? <laughs> well, that's just... Or should I we move on? Jerry, down. Jerry, should I move on? What? Jerry, should I move uh, on? Move on, move on. Ed, 
is good. Don't move on. But you uh, didn't pick up man or woman. I mean, you know that's illegal to ask. Yeah, I know he was just provoking him, okay? And he figured I was just saying that for animals. Not in the UK, I though. I don't think the guest addressed it correctly. The guest is in the UK. If he's calling Kathy. someone in the U.S., he has to understand the laws. And what should he have said? He should what, have said what, what, that, <laughs> that I would have said that that, that is not something that we discuss. I mean, we look at qualifications. I just said it's a man. Come on. <laughs> He's How about this? Well, I can't tell you gender, but the name is Stephen. <laughs> I mean, why, why play games with this stuff? Come on, Kathy. Come on, Kathy. I like that. I've never even thought of that. That's good. Who's ever asked that question? Nobody ever in the history of recruiting. Is it a man or a woman? I know. You ever heard that question? I know. Okay. But do the role playing some more. I like that. Do it with the okay. objections now. Okay. Thank you, Kathy. Kathy Mann. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Jim Durbin. The great Jim Durbin. Okay. Look. The great uh, when, VP. Yeah. When, Jim Durbin. Yeah. When you're uh, Alex, nice are you still him. with us? Alex. Yeah, I'm still with you. I'm here. Alex. Gosh. Yeah, okay. Alex Moyle. Okay, so, it, you know, this is uh, from Allison Cruz, Sister Allison Cruz. When she wants to know if you're calling up a candidate, you're cold call. Do you cold call candidates? Do you recommend that, or do you plan on emails, or how do you get in touch with people first time? I'm a, I'm a true believer that, that you can do a lot of things through email, but if you really want to get hold of someone, the best way to do it is to pick up the phone. So I'd I definitely encourage too many recruiters hide behind a LinkedIn invite now. Or uh, what if you don't have their phone number there, homie? Well, you just call them up. You just try and call them at work, you know, and you, yeah. you have a very short. So and they say, who's calling? And you say, well, it's, when they say, what's it about? And you say, oh, well, it's personal. And they're like, yeah, you're a recruiter later. Wham. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say that. We need to stop it pretending that we can get all these people way, on the phone. Mary. I'm sick of it. What are you putting that out there for? Hey, God, I'm sick of it. Use Spokio, and you will get a phone number. I guarantee you. Not the best route. Okay. Well, so, uh, Alex. Alex. I mean, I, 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 so to answer your question, you know, I'd, if someone was, if I was calling someone at work, I'd say, hi, how you doing? My name's Alex Moyle. Uh, I'm calling about an opportunity you may be interested in, but it may not be right for you, and I'd like to talk to you about it in a bit more detail. Uh, when will be a good time to talk after work? You know, and, it, it, and it, the it, thing it, is with... with Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So the thing is, is that you know you're going to get an objection. Because they, what you, you know you're going to get an objection. So what you really want to do is, is take the approach where you want to find out about what they want from their career first before you try and throw a job down their throat. Because uh, every, every recruiter oh. calls with a perfect job, where really no job is perfect until you know whether it's right for you. Yeah, but hold on a second. Did you say to this person, I know you're not going to be interested? I, I, you talk, is that what you said? Yeah. I said you might not be interested or you're maybe not interested. The thing is, is that I work on the principle that whoever gets the objection out first wins. You know, so if you know they're going to say I'm not looking, you just say, look, I appreciate you're probably not looking at the moment, uh, but this is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, and so Hold you, on, Maureen. You, you, Maureen. Is Maureen here? Is Maureen here I'm now? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Would you call that wimpy? Um, I, I would not say this is perhaps not the – Opportunity for you. I would never say that. <clears throat> and what, why okay. not? I would not 
go negative in any way. Okay. Hmm. Anybody else uh, like his disarming technique? You know, I'm not going to push it. This might not be for you. That, that's well, what, you that's can just turn it around and say this may be a perfect position for you. I like that. Uh-huh. Now, then you're talking about, then you're the, no, sorry. Okay. Got a job that's just fantastic Anything for you. This may be for you. It's amazing. Put it in a Alex. Fantastic. Per- Alex. Perfect fit. Alex, look at me. Alex, look at me. Answer me. Alex. I'm at you. Okay, good. You also, you won't talk to the guy at work. You say, let's talk after work. You've got kids. What do you want to be working at night for? Well, it depends whether he, what he wants from his career, doesn't it? So and if, if you, you might get 10 seconds. All you're, all you're wanting from that opening statement is to maybe get another 30 or 60 seconds to give him an outline of the role. Well, as soon as someone calls and goes, hi, I've got the perfect job for you, they know you're a recruiter and they know you're probably shit. Like, uh-huh. so, well, so what they, what well, they want to do is they want to deal with a consultative professional. Okay, I was just wondering why you, you, know, you immediately switched the call to uh, later on when you've already got him on the phone. That's, that's what I was asking. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess I, I was taking a long-term approach. I mean, a lot of it depends on if you're happy to – I mean, often it, you can take two routes. You can just assume it's the right time to call, like it is for a client, and you know and you just take your chances. Uh, but sometimes just by acknowledging it's not the right time, but there could be another time, candidates go, yeah, okay, well, I'll give you a call in a bit, especially when uh-huh. people work in a cube farm. Like if they're in a if – in a, in a, if they're in a sales team, they're on the phone all day anyway, so you can have a conversation with them. But if you're calling a developer <coughs> – you're calling someone in a finance team, you can hear a pin drop in those environments. You know, and uh-huh. for them, gonna, they, they don't, everyone can hear them talking. You're, you're going yeah. down the wrong line of thinking here. Okay. So, so you're telling me that you call somebody up and you want to do a full, full-scale interview, the whole thing right there. That's ridiculous. No, he didn't you say want, that, Jerry. I said that. He didn't say that, it. No. He, he said, we'll talk later. Right. He's right. You're wrong. Why don't okay. you just ask, is this a good time to talk? You always yeah, want to not? get to the second. Hold on a second, people. You always want to get to the second call with somebody. Don't right. you? So, right, yeah. So what the hell, animal? <laughs> yeah. I don't Wait a minute. What about, Sometimes I, I wonder why I'm even on this call. The, what about the business? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I wonder why right. you're here, too. You what don't about, know anything what? about the recruiting process, dude, yet... You're on this global blog talk radio. I, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know what? what? If you got a burden in hand, you don't you don't go for later. You got a burden in hand. Willing to talk, yeah. like Kathy said. You know. Right. What about the business that if it's not a good time to talk, they wouldn't have answered the phone? Oh, geez. Yeah. Why don't you just grill them on why they took your call? Well, Call them an idiot for picking up the phone if they didn't have half an hour to get in depth about their career in front of all their but, friends with you right yeah, now. Yeah, Jerry, you're going, you're going crazy. But I, Alex Moyle, you're going negative. Going crazy. Alex Moyle, the negative. things said on this show are preposterous. Jerry, <laughs> um, you're, you're always going to the down, on the down. I know. Let's not be negative. Let's not be afraid of the dark. High value recruiting, you know, low end hourly recruiting middle market, middle managers. And if you're calling people who are looking for jobs, they're going to talk to you. There's a difference between like building it and pulling someone. And someone says, yeah, I want a job. Let's talk. Let's at least acknowledge that and quit saying these absolutes. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean, Jim? The first time you call an executive, you want to talk to him for a few minutes 
and then say I'm going to send you something, and then I'm going to call you back in a week. You don't you don't do that with a fifteen dollar an hour pipe fitter. <laughs> Why call him back in a week? Well, you want to recruit him right there and then. But let's okay, oh, this is enough of this. And Terry says that's not how you do it. God. Yeah, Jerry. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Pipe fitters don't make fifteen dollars an hour. They make I know. A I'm, more I'm than stupid. That. The second I said it, I knew I was wrong. Look, you, okay, Alex Cruz. Hold on a second, though. You want to know if you're working with somebody and you're talking with somebody that really is interested, or if they just happen to sit there and let you blabber on the phone. If you yeah. say, how about 6 o'clock tonight, and they say, yeah, and you give them their number yeah. and they call you, they're showing you something. They're taking a step. Yeah. They're taking yeah. an action towards yeah, your you common them goal. You. Them answering the phone is not them taking a step. It's not doing anything. It's it. My boss on vacation. I'll listen to this. So when you have yeah. them give you a call this evening, it's a whole different level of them involved in your process. Do you let them do yeah, that? Do you let them call you, you, or do you call them? Either uh, way, it doesn't matter. Call. I like it when they call me. Yeah, I, I yeah. get that. But do you usually do that, give them your number and ask them to call you, or do you make a practice of doing that, or do you give them, or do you ask for their well, number? And half want half to call the time, I guess. I don't know. Because some people will say, yeah, I'm not sure exactly when I'm picking my kids up or whatever. If it seems looser on their end, I'll say, well, here's my number. Give me a call. Okay. And if they say, yeah. yeah. Uh, I leave work at 4.30, give me a buzz on my way home, then I'm going to dial them at 4.30. Okay, but I'm not going to expect my whole process to take place the very second they happen to answer the phone at work. Right, I'm just God. wondering if you have a pre- Calm down. I'm just I'm wondering if you off. have a preference and what your thinking is on that subject. No, and no preference. No. Okay, you I want to talk about whatever flows. Do you always Before want to the get their phone number, cell number when you have them on the phone, though? Yeah, the word yeah, always yeah. has nothing to do with recruiting, Maureen. No, what? Maureen, uh, Maureen asked a great question. Don't you want – here's the thing. Alex Cruz, come in here. You, you, Alex says building a relationship yeah. is like the first thing, building some rapport. Jerry, he doesn't even get the guy's phone number. The guy doesn't know him. He doesn't try to build a relationship on that first call. Call me later. You're I'll a put the fool, animal. You, you are you call me. You That's have no idea what you're saying. You know, Jerry, once again, I'm going to tell you. We're trying to build a relationship here, Jerry. That's all. Yeah. yeah. A relationship is multiple steps in a row. That's right. You, and let's you take break the eyes, you get there. to know the person and say, hey, right. I realize you're probably being paid to do something right now. Let's talk later. Okay. And when they when they avoid you later on, then that's them telling you uh, they really don't want in on it. So but when like they call you later on or right, receive your call at the scheduled time, then you're starting it. a professional relationship with that I person. I get it. I get it. So you're like, not animal. Let me, so let you me would rather them call you than Terry you call them and, and be avoided. It doesn't matter who calls who. It depends on the situation. I know. I understand. I'm just trying to get your technique. So you give them your number, but you also get their number, too. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes not. I don't know. I'm a fluid person. I'm a, I'm a situationally aware recruiter. Okay, because I never give them my number. I always get their number. I'm, I'm going to quote from David Perry's book, which is in front of me. He says, 
For senior executives, your sole objective in making initial contact with the prospect on your long list is to introduce yourself and get them to agree for you to send them the position profile you carefully crafted to a confidential mail address. If they have a few minutes to talk, I say, I really don't want to speak with you now. I'd prefer to send you this information and to take a follow-up call from you after you've had 10 minutes of quiet, uninterrupted time to review the material. That's how one of the world's greatest recruiters does it. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. The idea is to get a first kiss on that first call, if you can. Go as far as you can. See how far she'll go with you. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, Alan Terry doesn't take away. He doesn't take away right away. It's not necessarily even a takeaway. It's a, a, hey, here's where we are. Let me do this. Take a look at it. Let's connect in a few days. Well, no, he's the animals of the old school of hurry up and convince somebody to go take this job before they know what's going on. No, no. Yeah, yeah, he is. Ten minutes you're not tricking anybody into correctly. anything just because you're in a hurry. No, I, I, I think I heard ten minutes, didn't I, Jim? In the future. I didn't hear that. Okay. He says, okay, give me a confidential email address, a confidential address, I'll mail it or email it, and when you've looked at it, you yeah, you've actually looked at it, then we'll be able to talk to see if it's right for you. Oh, I think you could lose a lot of, hinge, a lot of, a lot of people by doing that. You yeah. could lose a lot of them where you uh, a lot of it no. where you find the candidate. If you find them on a job board and they're actively looking, then you're gonna you're gonna go right into it. You know, but you're still good gonna point. ask how convenient is it to, is it to talk? If they're if it's a passive That's candidate a that's never heard of you, well you're gonna you're not gonna well, you don't walk up to a girl in a nightclub and just say, do you want to get lucky right now and, and headbutt her and drag her off the dance floor? That's, that's not going to work out well in the U.K. or the U.S. Like, you sort of start by maybe sort of saying hi and asking whether her father stole the stars out of the sky and put them in her eyes. You know, you've got to try and warm up the conversation a bit before you, uh, before you start offering to buy her a drink and maybe holding her hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why he didn't get to Kylie Minogue. Now he's telling us, okay, look, I have to do an ad. <laughs> I got it. I got to do an ad, okay? Just give me okay. a couple of minutes here. Give me thirty seconds now. Hi, everybody. Look, do you know who uh, Alex Moyle? Do you know who my sponsor is by any chance? I don't know who's your sponsor. Alex. Who is your sponsor? Can you tell me a bit more about them? Okay, I will. Uh, in fact, I'm going to do a little bit of an introduction, okay? You know, we just had the Gay Pride here parade in Toronto this week, and it's really, it's really huge here. The Prime Minister marched in the parade. It's a very lively, happy party, and the theme is what I want to focus on is inclusiveness. And that made me think of my sponsor, PC Recruiter. PC Recruiter. And you know why? Because some recruiting software focuses only on direct Higher. And some recruiting software focuses on staffing. And some recruiting software, they just focus on executive search. But PC Recruiter, it's inclusive. It's inclusive. It's for every kind of recruiting. And I want to put it this way. PC Recruiter loves everybody. It loves you. If you're a recruiter, it loves you. So check it out at PCRecruiter.com. By the way, Martin Snyder is the boss over there. He's a real man of the people, and if you want to talk to him, you can find him on my Facebook group any day of the week at RecruitingTricks.com. But go over there to PCRecruiter.com, see what's happening. Now, back to Alex. Uh, You said something to Jim Durbin a a few minutes ago that you you said, uh, can you tell me what your hardest search was? 
You know what? Everybody, yep. almost everybody who's been on this show says, don't use that. Don't, give, don't let them give you their garbage search that they can never fill. That's not what you want. Are you disagreeing with that idea? Yeah. You want to take their hardest search? Yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm disagreeing with it because I, I don't see it as the job I want to work. I see it as the skill set I've got to demonstrate that I can find to them to basically say, look, I'm credible. And so it all depends on being a specialist in your niche. So if someone says, I like JavaScript with this twist, you know, if, what, what it gives you is a reason to call back. And basically you just call back and say, when you last, when you last called, you said this, and uh, I found this. And because recruitment is really simple. Clients give you information, you do something with it, and then you give them what they ask for. They give you a problem, you do something, find something, and then you yeah, give them what they Yeah, when you describe it for. like that, it's simple. Hey, look, Chad Balby is listening to the show, and he said, look, you can be a generalist and still be a successful recruiter. You disagree with that, right? Yeah, I mean, you've either got to be hyper-local or hyper-specialized. I think generalist recruiters just end up chasing chickens around the globe, you know, and they, they don't get any momentum. They can't replay. They can't place any sourcing effort. They do. They can't make get paid for that more than once because those candidates are only good for that job, uh, and you can't reuse them. Specialists can reuse candidates they generate, which means they can make two, maybe three placements a month, which gets them the big the big dollars. If you're being retained, then then do big spot stuff all you like. You can be a generalist in search, but but if you're a contingent recruiter and you've got to be making two deals a month, you want to be working in a in a niche where you're going to be able to either have regular clients or regular skill sets. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, uh, you know what? I feel bad that we, uh, uh, we sort of didn't get to the heart of the objections. What are the major objections that recruiters have to deal with? And, and I, like, in, uh, is it okay if I, I didn't realize when you signed up that you're a trainer. I don't want you to give away all your secrets for free. So if there's something I ask you you don't want to talk about, you just tell me, okay? I'll tell you anything you want, animal. Okay, so these objections, is handling objections the hardest part of recruiting? Uh, yeah, I think the, the, the calling people that you know aren't excited about calling you is the hardest thing about recruitment. Finding candidates is easy, filling jobs is easy. The hardest bit is picking up the phone to people that you know do not want to talk to you. Uh, and, and, that, that's a, that's a, and once you've had three or four calls with someone and you've begun a relationship, I think it fundamentally changes. But... The hardest bit about starting a career in recruitment is being able to pick up the phone and, and call people that don't know you. Uh, and the art of recruitment is really how you make those calls a little bit warmer. Uh, and, 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 and there's some tricks that you can do to make them warmer. Uh, and also just how you change your mindset around that. And that, that's the key. Because once you, when you've been doing the job a year, you start knowing people, people know you, and life becomes easier. Okay, but these things you, you told to, us, do you want to... You wanna... You want to tell yeah, us about so them? The like, first, how, do you the warm, first, how do you warm up yeah. a call? I mean, go ahead. The first, the, the, first, the first thing you've got to do is have a really strong purpose for the call, which is why having a specialism and being aware of what goes on in that client is important because you've got to know that why you're calling, how that could be beneficial to the client. Most recruiters pick up, I sit with them and I go, why are you calling? And they go, I need to speak to them. And I go, what are they going to get from your call? And they go, nothing. I don't know what they're going to get. And I say, well, if you don't know what they're going to get, the client's never going to work it out. So you've got to think about... Is that about, a comedy routine? I don't understand what you're saying. First of all, let me just tell you something. At least in North America, there's no such word as specialism. Although I like it, and I think I might start using it instead of specialty, okay? Secondly, okay. Uh, 
what do you mean you're calling up and you of course you know why you're calling you're either looking to get a a job and it sounds like your major form of business development is marketing a specific candidate is that true because that's what you did with yeah. jim is that right yeah so my main form is taking a candidate to market and the reason being is that first call is not a sales call you know like if you just want to i mean it may be animal this is the way you approach it you pick up the phone and you just go hi have you, have you got any jobs and you do 50 of those a day and statistically every no will take you closer to a yes i, I see that first call as the initiation of a relationship. So all I'm after is a nugget of knowledge that helps me sound more credible next time I call. And so uh -huh. the problem is nine, nine out of 10 recruiters just call for jobs. Well, what I'm looking to do is find knowledge because I can call and use that knowledge the next time to demonstrate I'm different than everybody else. Okay, but what if the person says, I don't want to use a recruiter? What do you say? Okay, well, that, that's fine. I'm happy if you don't want to use a recruiter. You obviously got uh, a good process at the moment. Uh, just out of interest, what roles have you struggled to fill yourself? I told you I don't well, want to use a recruiter. What are you asking me questions for? <laughs> well, because the, the reason I'm the reason I'm, uh, I'm I'm asking you that is because sometimes people say they don't use recruiters, but then they struggle to find people. And I'm just interested into what your contingency plan is if you don't find the people that you want. Yeah, here's my plan. Don't waste my time. Okay. So I okay. mean, like I don't Great. see. Did you do you actually think is that true? That you that someone says I don't want to use a recruiter, and by asking them these questions, you can get them to answer you. Well, some will, yeah, yeah, some won't. You know, and the thing is, with business development, is that you're not going to get you're not going to get. I'd probably say, of ten calls you're going to make, and you get that objection, probably six you're going to get nowhere. Three you're going to get a little bit of a conversation with maybe one or two nuggets of information, and and one you'll probably engage in a full conversation, which is why it's hard. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of it, animal also depends on on whether they what you know about their business. If you know they're a software development company, you know they're going to be finding it hard to find certain skill sets, uh, which is again where being a specialist would would, would help. Uh, okay, and I was trying to give you uh, Allison Cruz's question a few minutes ago, and I. I thought you know, we had an interesting conversation, but I didn't get to ask you this question. When you're calling okay. up somebody for the first time, you call somebody, and the, the candidate, rather, and say, I'm not looking. I'm not interested. Will you ask for a referral? Or maybe the person's not 100% suitable, the money's too low. For, it's not right. Will you ask for a referral the first time you speak to somebody, yes or no? Uh you know what, I, I, a lot of it would depend on the conversation. If it was a get lost, I probably wouldn't. If we'd had a conversation which was maybe four, five, ten minutes long, I might ask for a referral or a recommendation. Uh, because, and often, if you, if you work in a, depending on the market you work in, if I work in a tight geographic area or a niche discipline, I might ask people who they know above, the, above them or below them as well. But if I've had a five, ten minute call, I would ask. I'm not expecting to get anything from it, uh, but I would ask, and occasionally you do. Yeah. Okay, but why not ask after a one-minute call? You got nothing to lose. Because if you don't, if you're not getting thirty seconds, you, you're. You know what? Maybe I've been self-defeated, <laughs> but I just don't. I've never had any success with it, and and I'm figuring if I've only had a one-minute call, I'm probably trying to. If I've got one more question to ask, like the Colombo question, I'm going to ask a question about what their ideal job would be, not who they know that would be interested. Because uh, they, uh -huh. if they've only given me a minute, they're not going to want to stick me on their friends. Uh, and uh -huh. that's that's just not not what they're going to do. What's that, Jerry? Jerry said something. No, it's just just my typical sigh. Well, what does that mean, Jerry? Why did you sigh, Jerry? <laughs> did you read that off a teleprompter, Jerry? 
(laughs) (laughs) It's just once again I'm reminded that animal doesn't operate with any sense of feel and 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 situational awareness when he's recruiting. Some people you can tell when you're talking to them, they think you're a dick. Yeah. And they're not going to give you a referral. So why I gotta ask? Tell you. Why be the recruiter that does exactly what they hate us to do? Be aware of the fact that they don't like you. You've called the wrong guy today. Hey, good luck, man. Take it easy. That's hey, it. That's I, it. I, what about like this? I know you hate me. I have nothing to lose, and I'm not getting. I'm not getting off this phone. I know you know somebody. Don't jerk yeah. my name, okay? I'm staying yeah. here. Don't. I'm staying yeah. here. Do you give me somebody? Thanks. You want to get rid of me? Give me a name. Thanks, thanks, Pete Lefkowitz. Welcome you, to 1989. Were you the door to door? Were you the door to door recruiter where you just put your foot in the door and go? Yeah, there you go. Dump an ashtray on the carpet and say, "I brought a vacuum cleaner." Hey, Alex. Alex. Yeah. You said you would ask him for the people above him and below him. What? I don't understand what you meant by that. Yeah, because often, like, they, especially if someone's, especially when someone's maybe not interested themselves, they might not know people at the same level, but they might know who their old boss was, or they might know of someone that's in their team that might not be looking, or might be looking for someone that they've worked, have worked from in the past. So often with referrals, if you ask for a direct, exact replica, they're like, well, you didn't like me, now you want one of my friends. Where if you ask above, above or below, you often open their minds a little bit. How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? What words are you using? Give us the words. So I go, I appreciate you're, you're not looking, but uh, one of the other opportunities I've got at the moment is probably a bit more junior than for someone at your level. Uh, and what I'm looking for is A, B, and C. And so who do you know that's the best A, B, and C person uh, in an organization that you've worked in in the past? I like that. Yeah, I like that. Instead of instead of calling with a job and the guy says no and you say well who do you know like like happens twenty times a day or a week refer for a different role I like it yeah and and, and what, what you, you open, and the other thing is is that like what you don't the other way to get referrals and I did the role play again is I'd go look Jerry I know you know you're not you're not looking at the moment but do you know anyone else that's like fed up with their commute to work or do you know anyone else that's just been passed over for a pay rise. Uh, that's frustrated with their job, because mm-hmm. most people, when they're in the pub or the bar, the bar at the weekend, don't tell their friends they're looking for a job, but they complain about their boss, they complain about their salary, the lack of opportunity, and so you you ask about people that are unhappy with reasons that would make them want to leave, uh, and that that often gets a much greater return on on the yeah, but, but Alex, those... Alex, you don't want somebody, you don't care if the person knows the private business or thoughts of uh, the people in his or her profession. You just want names. You don't want people who are dissatisfied. You want to talk to anybody. So if, if you go into that song and dance about the commute and uh, the salary, and that's way too much. You just want uh, a name. Hold on, yeah, Animal. Uh, Alex, can I answer this for you? Animal, yeah, go ahead. a lot of times when the recruiter asks the candidate, who do you know, the candidate or the person they're talking to thinks that they're supposed to come up with somebody that's recently said, I want a new job, okay? They can't think of anybody. So if you ask more specific questions to help compartmentalize 
the yeah. person. Hey, who do you know that's driving an extra long way to work? Well, they will know somebody. Who do you know who always has to pick up their kids after work, but it seems like they're working on projects till 7 o'clock and they're frustrated with it? Could be anything. Help pinpoint a face for them. Pull hey, a face like out, of their, out of their crowd of nobody knows anybody. Theater that's of the good, mind. I like that. Who do you know okay. I could take off so you That'll be 275 bucks, Kathy. <laughs> okay, I got to do another you ad. Jerry. I got to do got to do another <laughs> ad, please. I just need 15 seconds. Look everybody, PC Recruiter. PC Recruiter handles email marketing. So you can build lists and send hundreds or thousands of emails and manage the resulting activity like opt-in or opt-out requests with ease. And that includes Canadian opt-in rules. If you use Microsoft Outlook, PC Recruiter appears directly in your Outlook screen. No more switching between applications a hundred times a day. No more of that. No ATS or recruiting software has more or better choices for email, text messaging, and social media than PC Recruiter. If you want to check it out, I want you to go to PCRecruiter.com. PCRecruiter.com. Thank you. You know what, uh, Alex? I've got another question from uh, Allison Cruz. She gave it to me just before the show. She says she wants you to tell us if this is spam. When on Twitter you get uh, so-and-so's daily is out with your name and a few others. You know that? You know, the Alex Moyle daily is out with articles from uh, Animal, Jerry, Maureen, Kathy. Is that spam? Yeah, you know, I think it is spam because when they tag you in something and the first few times I I click on it and go, ooh, they found one of my blogs and there'd be nothing of me there. And that's spam, you know, because they're they're, they're tagging me in something where they're they're inferring that I'm getting some love. Half of Twitter is spam anyway. I mean, what what kind of question is that? Okay, uh, it's from Allison. She's got another one. Sorry, Allison, it's all spam. Shut Twitter off. It's crap. Okay. (laughs) What about... What about Alex when it says, my top influencers this week are oh, Alex God. Moyle, Jerry Albright, Animal? Is that spam? Well, it depends whether, they, it depends whether what they do are, uh, are connected with what I do. So if it came from you, that wouldn't be spam because you're in the recruitment industry and you've obviously thought about it. If you're, if you're sort of a nurse in the Philippines. You know, Alex, I've got to tell uh, you, those things are all spam. purely automated. automated. They are garbage. They are, yeah, they are garbage. Jim, do you agree? They're trash. Is that still, still even on? Top influencers yeah. is still on somewhere? Yeah, yeah, I get it all the time. God. Sometimes. Okay. okay. Anybody, anybody got a question for Alex? He seems he, he likes to talk. Anybody got a question for him? We got 15 what are, minutes. What are the average fees in the UK? I, I want to know about the differences between here and there. So uh, the UK, the average fees, your the commodity price is uh, about 15%. But if you're on a, peer, a preferred supplier list, I don't know what you call it in the US, then you're probably yeah. looking, you're starting to look at about 13, 14. Mm. If you're open market, you're probably looking at, if you're, if you're open market and shit, you'll be getting the same as a PSL provider. If you're open market and good, you're probably getting around about 20%. And a good contract recruiter will be getting early to mid-20s, depending on the discipline. IT is generally lower fees than, say, finance or marketing. Hmm. 
So the average uh, free-range fee is less than 20%, probably? Yeah, normally about, it's about 19. I mean, if you go to like, the professional bodies in the UK, they'll say it's about it's gone down every year for the last five years, so it's about hmm. 16.5 at the moment. But they wow, don't really okay. separate between open market and PSL. So I'm going to go broke over there. Do, yeah, yeah I mean, that's like, so, so low, low. Okay, yeah, thanks for so nobody. Nobody ever asks that, and I just wondered. Good question. You know yeah. what, Alex? Alex, I remember now. Yeah. You said if if you're calling up uh, even someone who's an established client already, and the manager says to you, the hiring manager, look, with this Brexit stuff, I'm not going to hire anybody. You're telling your recruiters to challenge those guys and talk them out of that attitude. Am I right about that? You know, I'm, I'm not telling them to challenge them. What I'm trying to do is get them to understand why the client thinks that way. Really good recruiters are involved not in whether a client's got a vacancy because that's sort of like world, that's like recruitment zombies. They're just wet, hanging around under buildings just waiting for vacancies to drop out. Uh, but what you want to do is understand what's going to cause them to hire, and, and that will typically come from changes in strategy. So, so when the client says we're not hiring, you've got to understand why and what's going to make that change. Uh, equally, in every... Uh, in every tough market, you know, there's going to be business critical roles that will recruit. Uh, and you know from the recession that happened uh, five, six years ago, you know, there were still re- recruiters that did really well. Uh, it was the lazy ones that, that just sort of fed off the heat of the large clients that, 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 that ended up sort of starving and dying. And in, in your experience, what are the business critical roles usually? Well, it's, a lot of it depends by organization, but if there's, an, if there's a role in an organization where there's only one person doing it, then, and, it's, and it's a technical role, so it might be a staff accountant, it might be the guy that looks after the website, you know, that role has to be replaced because you're not going to outsource it. If you've got 10 people doing one role, like in a, like accounts payable or something, then one person leaves, you just make everyone work a bit harder. So. But, it, but that's, what, that's the whole point. You've got to ask your question what the, what the business critical roles are that they'd have to replace irrespective of what state the economy's in. Okay, so you call somebody, and he says, just like I said, with this Brexit, I'm not hiring anybody. I'm putting on a hiring freeze. What's your next? What do you say sure. next? I go, great, I understand that. Other people are doing that. Other people are doing that as well. Uh, what, what is it you're thinking about whilst you go on hiring freeze? What is it, or what is it you're changing about? What is it you're doing with your strategy that's making you want to put a hiring freeze on? What? Because uh, you want to understand why they want, why they want to put a hiring freeze on. But what is it? What is it that they? What issues do they see that make them feel like they want to hire? Alex, wake up! Our markets evaporated. Yeah. Okay, then move yeah. on, animal. I mean, God, yeah. man. So, 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 what I say? So, so, animal. So, what you're telling, what you're Ridiculous. telling me is that you're going to be closing down. You're closing down. Is that right? Is that why you're going to have? Oh uh, yeah, corner. Yeah, no, we're going to do some penny pinching to make sure we can see our way through the hard times, Alex. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, and I, I guess the challenge is, uh, Bob uh, or animal, that, uh, that 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 most businesses at the moment aren't just shutting everything down. What they're doing is still thinking about projects that are on the go. Uh, that are going to continue to support sales growth, even though Brexit may well happen. So what projects do you have on the go at the moment that are going to help you continue to grow sales? Okay, so Jerry, let me ask you something. You see, I listened to his video. He was a little more aggressive than he is now, but he will wrestle with someone. When someone says no, that's a sign for him, let's fight. Let's wrestle. You're saying don't do that. Great, okay, cool. Not my style, man. 
I've been taking no for an answer now for about 25 years, and it um, seems to be working for me. It works. Yeah, I, I don't know what okay. else to tell you. No, Some people aren't hiring. What are you going to badger the guy into telling you who he might hire in a year and a half? I mean, come on, yeah, people. Animals misrepresenting me to an extent, you know. I'm yes, not well, that's what I'm yes. Welcome to the animal when, when show. They say, when, when they say no, I want to find out why, you know, because because sure. for me as a, a recruiter, you want to understand why are they feeling that way. What is it that's making them feel that way? Because change is good for recruiters, you know, good and bad, you know. And mm-hmm. and, and so if that com- if that company's got that problem, then other companies will have that problem, and and that makes your next call better. Equally, most companies have a plan to win, and and when they have a plan to win, they're going to need people to help execute that plan. Yeah, uh, and a lot a lot of times, uh, at least here in the states, companies will bring in contract resources to to tackle those projects when they're not able to hire anybody. And being able to provide contract resources is really a, a key component of success as we yeah. move forward as an industry here in Los Estados Unidos. <sighs> okay. Uh, anybody else want to take him on on this one about wrestling with the clients? Because that's what he's doing. I would he's trying to sweep. Yeah, I would, I would take a softer approach and keep the door open and call him in a couple of months. I mean, yeah. I, wouldn't, I would not pin him against the wall. Jim? Yeah. Jim Durbin? Still there? Yeah. The average salesperson who's successful has to make at least six contacts, sometimes as many as ten. Mm-hmm. Most salespeople who fail stop at one or two. It's all the way you leave that. Yeah. You force someone into... Dump you at the beginning. The yep. goal is to get them to remember your name. I think Jerry also sells an industry where personal reputation matters a lot more. I'm not sure that would work in the finance world or in uh, the startup world. They're just busy. They're not going to talk to you. But if mm-hmm. I were hiring, you know, mechanical engineers, I don't want some jerk. There's plenty of jerks out there. So mm-hmm. Jerry's like, oh, that's a decent guy. Maybe I'll call him if I ever need him. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like Alex. What about Alex? Alex argues with the guy. Alex won't admit that he's arguing, but the guy says, I'm animal, not hiring. Why not? You better prove animal, it to me. Not, it's a big animal, market. You misrepre- animal, you misrepresent. Hang on a minute. You're mis- mis- misrepresenting me. What, what I ha- what I, if, I'm, if I hand anyone on anything, it's trying to understand why they're making the decision they're making them. Because I can't make someone recruit. I agree with Jim and Jerry is that you need a number of calls. I don't, I, I, they may not have a job today but they might do in the future. And so what I want is knowledge that helps me the next time I call back to demonstrate I'm not like every other jerk recruiter out there. And I can remember, I've asked them a good question. I remember what they say and I call back with something that's relevant. So, so when, if I pin anyone on anything, it's about, I just want to understand why they're making that decision, whether they're recruiting or not. I don't really mind because it's not about that one call. It's about the process of building that relationship. They have no obligation to tell you why. I mean, if you're smooth about it, though, you can—I mean, you can have conversations with people. You just got to be smooth. Yeah, this is what we do. And the more badgery and cornery you sound, the less they're going to tell you anything. One of the reasons why the UK recruitment business is the rates are going down and down and down is because there's a lot of recruiters that approach recruitment like the animal, and 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 actually, well, there's no future in that. And the thing is with that, when people, when you when you act like that. You make people hate recruiters, and when they hate recruiters, you make a market for people want to want to buy tech solutions that mean they never have to use recruiters. If recruiters were like doctors and they delivered a good service, you know, and people trusted them and advised them, the incentive to use tech to replace recruiters would not 
would not be the case. But the reality is, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I like Alex, Alex, like, Alex, you that's know, a bunch Alex, of, you that's know. a bunch of crap. <laughs> that's not true at all. <laughs> I think a different way to look at that is to recognize (laughs) that there are millions of recruiters out here. And the less you sound like all of them, the better your chances are for now or in the future. The the last two months I was inside taking these calls. I went to work at a company where I was, quote, director of recruiting. At least that's what it showed on my LinkedIn profile. So I got to hear a lot of those. And the problem is most people are just – they have no interest, but I knew a good call when it when I mean it was simple. I've got this. These are the roles you're looking for. Call me if there's a need. I didn't answer it, but I knew which ones I'd pay attention to and wouldn't in the future. Yeah, it's very clear. Are they, you know, were they write, reading a pitch they'd never done before? That was an easy one. Hey I Jim, to talk to this what person. if they Jim, what if they sent you uh, followed up with was sending you a blind resume of, you know, the the perfect hard to find candidate. For the roles I was looking for, I ignored that. But I did have a recruiter really? who contacted me. I, I told them we didn't use recruiters because I was the recruiter. And this, mm-hmm. this kid did exactly what he was supposed to, ended up following up with the CEO. It turns out his dad was the first client the CEO had ever used. He ended up getting a chance to send some resumes in. It didn't bother me that he went around me, but I respected what he was doing at least. So yeah, the idea Jim, that okay. – Jim, I know you guys don't. Exactly I just wasn't giving them a shot, but if they'd asked me to, I knew which ones I was going to talk to. So Jim, no, okay, but here's my point about then. Alex. Alex talks to people. He doesn't take no for an answer. He does not take no for an answer. That's my point. He really tries to pump people for information after they say no. Am I right, Alex? Yeah, that's right. You've got to, you've got to There's find nothing wrong with that. If you get it's a big market. Of, if, you get, if you get a nugget of knowledge, that helps you the next time, you know, and and, and that, 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 that's what this is all about. It's about you only build credibility and confidence with a client if you can show that you, you understand something about their business and you, you, you're not just like a, a, CV, a CV sending machine. Okay. But, but, well, but it, in the end, want... Animal, in the end, yeah. you, are, yeah. you are taking no for an answer. You're not changing uh, somebody's hiring process. So, I want so you are taking no, no for an answer. So it's really how do you take no and how do you leave it? Okay. And what Alex's do you learn point, and how do you leave it? Yeah. Alex's point is not to take no for an answer. His, he believes that a, an experienced, accomplished recruiter knows how to handle uh, rejections and says to himself, we didn't get to this, but he says, why doesn't this person realize what I'm offering him is really good? What do I have to do to educate him more? Am I right about that, Alex? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, you want you want to build a relationship over time, and and there's some people that you'll never work with, you know, and then you you just jog on down the road. Uh, but but you've got to think about. Okay, it. If you, you know if what? Enough of this. Uh, 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 uh. I wanted the last thing. The time's up. But I I want to quote Alex. He says social media is a poor substitute for being on the phone or face to face. He says a face to face will always trump a phone call. And a phone call will always trump an email, and an email will always trump a blog, and a blog trumps a tweet. Social media, a poor substitute for a phone call. Are those your parting words, Alex? I'd stand by that. That's a great way to finish, Animal. Uh huh. Anybody else want to say something? Jerry, is there an after show? Uh, yes. Okay. I was going to say no and have you convince me to have one. Why go through all that? 
Because <laughs> there's going to be one anyway. Alex Moyle, you should come back. You're a fun guest. I Thanks, like you, Alex. okay? I might have to use this after show to put in my two weeks' notice. What are you looking at, Jerry? I know we've talked in the past about some of the things that you enjoy. What do you think your next step in your career should be? I think I just need to find myself right now. I'm I'm struggling as a as a recruiting artist. I, I need a, I need, I need a new muse. I think. For? What, what have you made your last two jobs? <laughs> are you struggling with your fifteenth album? Yeah. Yeah, you know it. I have a comment to make, just really quick. Oh, hey, Alex. Also, though, you now is the, the t- part of the show where we actually critique critique your performance. So okay. I have to respectfully ask you to wrap up your part of the call. Thanks for oh, okay. Thanks oh, for calling no in. Love talking to you. Sounds like you're a great guy. You can you no, can take care. No, no, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, bye. Later. Okay, what were you saying, Jim? Somebody was saying something. I don't know. It was Marine. Marine. No, it's me, Kathy. Okay. I I think that Animal was, um, God, um, sometimes I forget words. Hold on. He's contradicting himself because he said at the beginning of the show that we should call everyone by their first name, and then he was talking about, quote, the prime minister, unquote, marching in the gay parade. At Gay Pride Parade, and why didn't he just call him Justin? Mm, <laughs> I'm yeah. minister. Well, right, right. Nice. All right, nice. I have to get it out. Well, it was well great. done. Thanks, Kathy. Sorry, I had to get it out. <laughs> you know, I, I'm once again left sitting here wondering, do, does Animal really recruit and do business development the way that he suggests that he might on the show. I mean, just cornering people and badgering people and proving them wrong and winning and I getting over on you and I you lose, I win. Now give it to me. No, I, just, I don't think he does. Well, then what's the, what's the value of, of that as a, as a general theme, then? If people are listening to this show, maybe maybe there's somebody that actually listens to this for maybe the tips and tricks that they might pick up. I'm afraid that they're getting the wrong idea of what true recruiting at a high level, a successful level really is. And it's not cornering somebody or proving them wrong or getting them to trip up and admit that, well, they did hire somebody with an agency one time. It's none of that. (laughs) And it just freaks me out. I'm like, wow, I don't understand. I think it makes for good conversation, and, you know, it makes it fodder. Yeah, but Just after a while, it kind of loses its fun. Well, there are always new listeners. Are there? <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, did you have fun on the inside for a while? Was it interesting? It was. Really, really interesting, because you, like, you, sometimes you lose perspective and you forget what it's like to be on the inside. And uh, I had the chance to work with a lot of candidates and kind of get their feel in a way. It's totally different because I'm not 
I'm not pushing them in. So that was uh, – it was good. I think it makes me a lot better. Plus, you, you have to work so hard when you work 8 to 5. You know, and you can't stop no. and work later. So. Yeah, the word yeah, the word eight is what kills me. <laughs> I don't mind working till five, but eight. Mm. You're an well, early riser, only... Jerry. Who are you kidding? <laughs> you know, I'm kind of enjoying the summer more this year. I'm staying up real late, watching movies with the family. Like it's fun. Seven thirty. No, I think today I got up at nine. <laughs> Not saying how late no, you watch the Don't tell anybody. I've been up before sunrise. You know, I I have I most most of the time I I can't sleep in if I wanted to. But lately, the last couple of weeks, I've been staying. We've been just staying up real late. You know, summertime and stuff. So that's cool. Well, speaking of that, it's uh, nap time. <laughs> Next week, Jim, I want to hear about how you can make fifty thousand dollars talking to getting people to talk about their salaries. Mm, nice. Simply, you just you Did talk you to somebody tweet, really Jerry? frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. I'd li- yeah, yeah I'd be like shocked that. at how much consulting is available for basic recruiting stuff. I don't even do the advanced stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. People don't ask basic questions that would they become second nature. How do you? How do? What's a? Oh, I get, my offers are never turned down. Well, that's not a good sign, people. That means that you're not talking to people who get multiple offers in this market. Or how do you negotiate salary correctly? Are you or, mentioning a very famous trainer? No. No, no, no. Huh. Okay, we just had a discussion about trainers. that two days ago about a guy says that he's he never has offers turned down, ever. That's a terrible – that's a bad – no, I'm talking that's about somebody horrible. entirely. It's horrible. Yeah. In this market – in. in it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is it's absolutely ridiculous. flat out ridiculous. Yeah. That's well, that would make a good of, subject. Why don't we? Oh, I, I, there's probably. I know there's a guest scheduled, but give um, me about two years so I can wipe the client list off. Nobody thinks I'm talking about them. That's half the problem. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. They always think it's. It doesn't matter if you say it. They think you're talking about them, but it's make up the craziest story in the world. But they're. Uh, we ought to talk about Glassdoor. I want to hear Jerry's opinions on Glassdoor in the shows one time. We would get a lot of angry people talking about it. Well, what I mean, what's the story on it? So Glassdoor is like a Yelp for the company. Yeah. But then think, so you have all these people coming to the doors. They review interviews, the salaries. Mm-hmm. It's either it's either really good or really bad. So it's people furious because they don't understand if they were good or bad, or it's, you know it's indicative of something bad at the company, or it's oh this is the greatest place ever. My managers are fantastic. Yep. But. If you don't pay for a glass door, you can't put, you can't control the, where you can't hide res, uh, uh, reviews, but you can make sure your top ones are, about, but when you pay, it also makes you look bigger. So people read all the reviews. So it's, it's an absolute, uh, I mean, it's scams, not the right word, but it's pretty shady, uh, but their traffic is huge. So how do you escape it? So all these companies get somebody, one bad thing written about you. And then you the got real question is, enormous amounts of money. what is going to replace LinkedIn, and who's going to start it, and why is it not us? Yeah, uh, we're not coders, and yeah. uh, people aren't as dumb about giving their information as they used to be. Right. <laughs> all right, well, so goes that. Facial, facial recognition technology will make all this mute in just a few years. I still say 
less than two years. Some people say ten, but really? you'll have every name and every number, but they're only going to call people they know. So I'm not worried about good recruiters. My husband represented the guy who invented facial recognition. Who's that? Did you really? Yeah, my husband did. I can't. I, I don't want to disclose anything, but yeah, he he did. Nice. And um, you know, that's everything. Like when you go onto Facebook and it automatically tags people and things like that. I mean, he invented yeah, that. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So someone snaps a company photo, and the next thing you know, you've got a list of 15 names. That's I know. the future. Yep. Your kids. You take pictures of your kids and post them. In 25 years from now, we know exactly who they are and their names are because your mom and dad posted on there. When are they going to pull that stuff back? Are they going to be never. able to pull it back? No, never. No, no. It's, it becomes ubiquitous. We've we've all been assimilated, Maureen. I know. It's really... Uh, are we living in the Matrix? It's possible. Uh, perhaps. That would be awesome, though, if it were true. There's, there's some pretty weird stuff. But, I mean, it's it's... It's on. It's on the way. It's there, and you can do it's it. It's here. It's here. Hey, just don't believe those people that say that recruiters are going to lose their jobs. We're going to be the last people to lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. The last. We'll be sorting out the last people pack their boxes ago. of stuff and go. I think it was you, Jim. Um, uh, something about calling people. Somebody said something about oh, people calling people. Well, that's the thing. Someone has to. Someone has to answer. So if I, when I was the social media headhunter, my in-mail, email, phone call rate is like 100%. Mm-hmm. Everybody returns my call. When I was inside as a director of recruiting, mm-hmm. granted, I was working on positions that were a little lower sometimes, but, yeah. man, it plummeted to 20%. Nothing changed. Really? My titles and the I job. Part of it's just uh, part of it is I was working on it's The lower-level jobs kind of work, killed it as well. They when I call, I'm that third-party expert. I'm the social and digital marketing headhunter. People are like, well, at least I'll take a phone call. And after two or three, so I, in mail, email, phone call, they all respond. I, and I don't, I mean, it's not like I'm doing 60 a day or anything like that, but I, I probably do 50, 60 a week blind introductions to people. They all say hello. I want hey, to Jim, I just writing. recognized that you and I weren't connected on LinkedIn, so I sent you an invitation, and it asked, how did we know each other? I said, we went to uh, – High school together. So if anybody asks you, we went to W C H S. We went to high That's we went for to Warsaw high Community together. High School. No, we went to different high schools together. I got that. Man, LinkedIn is just really just starting to just blow. I mean, it did really. And I only say that as an observer. I mean, I don't really even care. I frankly, I think it's hilarious that most recruiters spend their time. Uh, playing wishbone over the uh, new resumes and profiles there every day. It's kind of like fly paper. I, uh, for that's crazy, right yeah. Now. I actually make a lot more money on Facebook and Indeed. Mm. Anything under six figures, I write something on Indeed and I get the people I want. On Facebook, yeah, I use that. people I love talk Indeed. to me. Indeed, Indeed is outpacing, uh, yeah. I don't use any of it. Yeah, but Jim, those people on Indeed, they're they're actively looking. So, yeah, you know, that may be the success of that, but I love it. Well, you can run ads on Indeed and only pay, like, I don't know, 
ten cents a click and stuff. I mean, my 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 monthly Indeed bill, because I and I don't even normally pay attention to it, is like sixty bucks or ninety three. They're built on the long tail. Although full disclosure, I have been interviewing with Indeed, so it's possible that uh, I I become a shill very quickly. Did you talk to Levy about that? Everybody was working there, right? Yeah, he was there for a bit. Wasn't Derek so, there? So Jim, when you call uh, and, make a, and leave a message, do you leave? How do you leave a message? What, what do you say on your message? Cell phones. I either text or I call their cell phone after I've emailed or found them. So I, I, I'll start off with a LinkedIn email that's kind of very short and like 100 characters, saying, "Hey, I'm the guy you want to talk to." Very rarely I put extra information. If they don't respond, I'll send a longer one that has more detail, and then I'll follow that up at the same time with an email that I've pulled one of their likely addresses. Um, I get pull profit and I put in the Gmail or I send stuff over. And, and remember, too, my field, everybody's on there, so I don't have to. Uh, they're in one of those areas. They're, they're not hiding in digital marketing. Um, so, and it's in the email, and then I, I call. I tell them I'm calling. I can usually pull a cell phone of some kind, and I, I call after 4 o'clock to the handful of people that I haven't heard from. And everybody, I mean, because they don't mm-hmm. know anybody who's good in this field. There's just not a lot of good digital marketers. So my problem is I need to do a better job qualifying my sales instead of working on these impossible-to-find jobs. Yeah, I don't fun, like that. Boy, and they're one-offs. You know, Jerry, you've got, a, you've got an industry that you build reputation with. I get one-off from a company, and they won't need me for five more years unless somebody moves. So it's a, uh, uh, it's a placing, sales site. Placing consultants and contractors is the way to go. Yeah, but there are no marketing consultants and contractors that are really... Yeah, then I'd get out of it. Well, from social with, to digital. With, with contracting, okay, when I'm working with a customer that needs a contractor, they don't have someone on the inside trying to make sure that they don't have to pay my fee because they're going to find right. the person. All contractors right. come from an outside agency. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't order a pizza and then start busting my ass to bake a pizza as fast as I could. <laughs> And then when I got there, I said, ah, I got one. Sorry, man, I got one. Did you steal that? If I quote you, is that going to come from some country song, or is that from you originally? No, that's me. Yeah. Okay. I, I use the pizza that analogy a lot because we – That's a great one. That's, that's a great funny. one. Well, I mean, that, that's what happens with a lot of this contingency recruiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they'll reluctantly agree that, well, if – if you had somebody that did this and this, well, yeah, we'd yeah, maybe we'd have to take yeah, a good probably. look at them. Meanwhile, they are busting their ass to find yeah. somebody. For, for perm search, for direct hire. Yeah, I hate that. Did I guys, hate it. Did you guys give references? What do you mean? I have a buddy of mine who's trained kind of the old MRI school, and he said when we first did it, he goes, hey, I don't give references anymore. I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, it's totally worthless. And if they ask, you say, look, in two months, you're going to have your person working for them. Can I call you in two months and one day for the next job? This is full on. Yeah, I don't know. You, don't, you need to check my last three clients to get hired. Hey, what, what is that? That's annoying. I don't know. Somebody's driving. Are three, is it just the four of us on? Crazy. No, that was weird. Somebody else. Do you get reference calls for a contract, or you know everybody you've been working for years? Uh, you know, I, I, that's kind of a mischaracterization. It's still a huge ass marketplace here. 
Um, right. So we don't know everybody. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of consultants. Marine can help you. you know, they may have worked on a project with me five or ten years ago or what have you, but references, eh, they're kind of lame. You got to go with yeah. with your ability to interview the person and what you're talking about while you're sitting face to face with them. Is what my customers hear from me. Right. Anybody can come up with somebody says, yeah. You're not going to get a real reference anyway. All you hear is, yes, he worked here. No, I was thinking about when for, for from the selling side, when they want references from the selling side. You mean like references for me as an agency? Yeah. Right. I've never, never, no, I don't know. I'd never use that. I would, but. People don't, I guess in contracts it's a little different, but uh but yeah, it's been a long time since I've done that aspect of it. I've done contracts. Well, you dumb. know, the larger companies, and including Deloitte, they're they're all transitioning to only using contractors, but they're mm. W two. Yeah, but a lot of them are RPO, which is just that's that's a worse scourge than LinkedIn, I think, long term for a lot of us. It really devalues a lot of the work. No, not really. I mean. That's how I was. I that's where I was with Deloitte, a contractor, but W two'd, and um, I think I got paid really, really well and was treated just like everybody else. And so you were an employee just without without uh, benefits and vacation. <laughs> yeah, you should Correct. sue then. I think you have a good argument. See, I, to sue. I don't. Yeah, see, companies uh, <laughs> they really don't. They're not supposed to be doing that. I mean, they're really they're supposed to be an agent. You'd think Deloitte would know that. Well, you know, I'm getting disability from the state. I mean, I'm getting everything that a W-2 employee would get, except you're right, the vacation sucked, you know. And But California passed a law where they do have to give us vacation and some sick leave. I have, a, I have something to say about California. Not, not the nice people that I know there, but just how it's run. What a bunch of shit. I agree. <laughs> the place is a disgusting climate for business. I hired one employee yeah. that was in there from 2013 to the beginning of 2015. I will never do business in the state of California. I don't blame you. To save my well, life, I would not. Never. I never did it either. Ridiculous. Please. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. No, See, all of a sudden I'm all pissed off, and I was getting ready to for a nap. And I'm thinking about California, and now I want to call somebody out there and just raise some hell. Well, you should do that. <laughs> no. We need Seventh change out here. Seventh largest economy in the world, you know. <laughs> it is. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, you can uh, keep on yapping, but i got to go. Thanks right, for doing the app. See you, everybody. Sorry. All right, yeah, bye. nice conversation. Right. See you. I'll take care. Bye-bye. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. It's Casey. Bye. The summer wind Came blowing in from across the sea It lingered there to touch your hair 
walk with me All summer long We sang a song And then we strolled That golden sand Two sweethearts And the summer wind Like painted kites Those days and nights They went flying by The world was new Beneath the blue Umbrella sky Then softer than A piper man One day It called to you I lost you I lost you to the summer wind The autumn wind Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.